0: three two one and we're in hello guys welcome back to the peak pt studio podcast uh we took a little one week hiatus last week we were getting everything prepped for um studio reopening on monday which has been awesome uh but we are both here this week myself rich higgins and i am joined by josh jureff how you doing bud
1: hello hello yeah good how are you
0: Yeah, not too bad, thank you, mate. Not too bad. Getting back into the the swing of indoor training, aren't we? The luxury of indoor training, that it is now. Oh, God. I
1: don't don't have to wear three pairs of socks, two tracky bottoms, and like 16 layers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Takes you like an hour or two to warm up when you get home as well, because you get that cold through to your bones, don't you? I was just sat on the radiator when I got home, trying to warm myself up. After being stood outside for a few hours, oh.
1: I mean, this week's been pretty fresh, but I was—I'm I was, still wearing shorts, and it's the yeah. luxury of just going. Oh, yeah, I'd be cold for that—you like, know, twenty minutes or so. The journey there, get in, warm up, and then yeah, it's the luxury of central heating, isn't it?
0: So good, so good, and even just having everything available, um, available to you. Like I trained a client on mm. Tuesday, I think it was. And in the warm up, like we did a bit of mobility, then we used the TRX for some kind of movement prep, used the cable, just doing some rotational work, some core stuff. And then we might have used a slam ball or something. She was like, are we just yeah. using every bit of kit in the gym today? Because we're back in here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll just do a lap of the gym and do like one set on every bit of kit. And that's your workout done. it was a bit like that having been like training people previously with maybe like two dumbbells and a band or something along those lines in the last few weeks it was cool to get some kit and some Uh, options back
1: yeah everyone said the same everyone's like oh it was good outside you know uh, you know when in lockdown and all that but Mm. it's so good because you know it's even having the floor just to even though we put matting out for everyone it's having that kind of like you have more space or where you can just kind of have a bit more kind of variety and um, you can just, from our point of view, you can just get in and go, oh, yeah, that's probably not the best or I'll just tweak that or just yeah. throw that in there and just see how it, how you respond to it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so good to be back.
0: So- Even writing programmes for people, that's been pretty cool. Like actually having different mm-hmm. bits of kit that you can use and going, yeah, cool, I can use that exercise, I can use this. Um, yeah, I did have <laughs> one uh lady came in yesterday lunchtime and um she walked in the door i was inside and she's like "Oh, we in indoors today i was like yeah yeah as of monday like we can train inside she's like oh my god thank god for that she's like i quite enjoyed the outdoor workout but so nice to be back inside absolutely loving it (laughs) 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 so so uh you were saying just before we started the pod like you've noticed a couple of things with people this week especially like new starters we've had quite a few people starting in like the last two weeks or so a um, couple of things you picked up on which were probably pretty like pretty relevant to a lot of people and pretty interesting
1: yeah yeah I mean we've had yeah like you say we've had a few new uh, starters um start with us last couple of weeks and The kind of general kind of tone or not tone, but kind of message they're bringing across is that, you know, I'm really unconfident, You know, lockdown's left me with a bit of uncertainty. I just want to kind of start on the right foot or kind of get my confidence back so I can build upon that, if that makes sense. And um, I don't know if that's a general kind of feeling with everyone, um, but if that is, I mean, it's nice that we can, again, inside, we can offer a bit more structure and help, but build that confidence as well.
0: Yeah, I th- it's kind of people's tone in everyday life as well. I was speaking to someone about, they went out to the shops the other day, I think like Monday or Tuesday, not queuing from five in the morning, but literally just needed to pop to the shops. Mm. And just seeing more people out and about and it being a bit crowded, you can't underestimate that it's been over a year since we've had those kind of environments and since people have kind of solidly been in a gym, like you say. So all of that stuff will have had an effect, and that is going to mess with confidence coming back. Like I say, just in the Mm. gym and general day to day life about interacting with people.
1: That's it. In that everyday life, kind of first. Well, is it the second restriction lifted, or is it? I mean, the first Um, one. I mean, this week, see, you get a haircut, so I don't look (laughs) like you know. (laughs) <laughs> some, some drowned rat after a shower um, it's, it's yeah don't look like words of gummage. yeah,, um, and then yeah the gyms are open and yeah everything kind of it's that kind of normality coming back into it, mm-hmm.
0: isn't it? the confident stuff in the gym as well and I was trying to explain this to someone yesterday and uh, as I was explaining it like in my head sometimes it kind of helps but I also said to her is I mean confidence only comes from kind of building a bit of assurance in yourself doesn't it and actually doing something you're not going to gain any confidence from not doing it um I think that's pretty obvious to point out but sometimes it's the the kind of nerves and the lack of confidence can be so crippling that they don't move and they don't get in the gym and they just kind of knock it on the head and yeah I guess like you say that's where we come in is getting people Mm. confident in that environment like I was saying to her you go to most commercial gyms 90% of the guys in there don't really know what they're doing. Uh, They're kind of winging it to a fair extent. And also they're probably looking at themselves in the mirror a lot more than they're paying any attention to what you're doing. And I mean, generally, it makes people (laughs) makes people laugh a little bit. And I'm not actually sure if it helps that much in terms of confidence, because for the most part, you've built up in your head already that. People in there know exactly what they're doing and you're the only one in there that's lost and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, you're yeah. definitely not alone. There's there's tons of people in the gym that are winging it. Um, and what I said to her, and I said this to guys as well in the past, is that no one teaches you. Like It's not something you learn at school. Yeah, we do PE and we play sport, but actually working out and training in a gym, it's not something that you should know and so should be confident in so there's no harm in asking um for help and advice because yeah i mean no one's teaching you to squat at school no one's teaching you what this bit of kit does you might get a 20 minute induction at your kind of generic gym but it doesn't do an awful lot for the for the most part so that's another point is there's no reason why you should be confident and kind of um there's no reason why you should be good at that stuff straight off the bat. It does take time.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna do a little uh, a plug. I mean, that's why we got the the 30 day trial for yeah. 99 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice plug. But it is it is. Yeah, thank you. Um, it, yeah, it does help with that kind of a getting to to realize what we kind of do at peak. Um, yeah, is it's more than a you know a generic as you say like gym induction or it's all tailored etc so it gives you that kind of that first stepping stone or that building block to then kind of work towards you know building confidence strength etc and then going into more kind of more focused goals
0: yeah yeah and I say to clients I've always said this to clients when they start is ask as many questions as you want like ask why we're doing exercises what this is for all of that kind of stuff just even real Mm. basics because I don't want to get kind of three months in and I've got this sort of assumed knowledge or I think that you know more than you do Um, and I'm giving you information that's actually a little bit beyond where you're at. So there's no harm in asking your PT or someone working on the gym floor if you're in a commercial gym what that machine does, why you should use it, all of that kind of stuff and most people sort of most fitness professionals worth their salt should be able to give a bit of a, a backdrop to it and I'd encourage that with personal training as well because there's oh, I, won't, I won't go on a, a rant about it or anything but there's a lot of like poor personal training and personal trainers getting away with just winging it and so actually just asking them okay why are we doing this like how's that tying to my goal Um, and it's good for you because you get a bit of understanding as well we want you to be going away from our sessions confident in, in what you're doing um, and that's why I say to people ask questions and I give them the programmes written down that kind of stuff so they gain understanding alongside it
1: that's it yeah that's key as well and it's also we had one of our uh, new starters this week and it was kind of oh, I want to kind of have a person I learn from it rather than kind of just turning up for an appointment and not learning or having any value toward it you know? Yeah. so yeah like you said about coming back to the p like having that kind of you know structure or understand how you can perform a squat properly safely etc and and things to do and not to do
0: yeah so the yeah. O- the other thing is is good pt's like we love people asking us stuff in work <laughs> like don't ask me to write you a meal plan at a wedding or anything like that but um in work like in a pt session this is what we do for a job and it's actually one of those jobs that we probably spend an awful lot of time reading and researching outside of work, like I don't think many people get to do that in their jobs because they're not as fascinated with their with their work. Um but yeah, we spend an awful lot of time working on it. And actually what we utilize day to day is probably 5 to 10% of our knowledge. So when people ask us stuff or we tweak something, kind of really small. I I had someone on um monday and change their foot position on a split squat and they're like oh it felt better straight away and that's like really rewarding as a pt so yeah most good pts will really welcome you asking them questions and what the reasons kind of why they've put this in why we're doing this exercise um yeah most people will welcome it so don't be don't be afraid to ask So yeah, I think you got anything else to add on that, dude?
1: No, no, I think that answered it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think coming, yeah, coming from that kind of progressive angle, I think hopefully will really help a lot of people as well. Nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And then, I mean, off the back of our plug, thirty-day trial for ninety-nine pounds, um, we've talked a lot about. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked a lot about um, programming exercise progression and having little markers as well. And this, essentially mm. for us, is providing short those little short-term goals, those little short-term gratifications that we know that a weight loss goal or getting in a certain shape might take quite a long time. So exercise progressions and things like that, exercise markers, fitness markers, can provide those little wins along the way that keep people engaged with the process. Um and that comes down a lot to the programming side of things as well. And we were chatting earlier about uh those kind of markers um within our training.
1: Hmm.
0: So with the um with the 30-day trial it, it's kind of essentially when we're when we're programming, your body can do certain movements, you can squat, you can hinge, you can rotate, push, pull. Um along with a few other single leg work, that kind of stuff. And any program will contain pretty much all of those movement patterns, might be weighted slightly more towards others, depending on you know, your goals and exercise history, injury problems, anything like that. And then it's just about finding on that continuum where you fit in terms of what level of that exercise or that movement pattern that you're doing. So a squat, for example, you can start out with a body weight squat to a box, progressing it all the way up to, you know, an overhead barbell squat. And where you fit on that range is just dependent on essentially your training, um, injury history, mobility, all that kind of stuff. And that's what we want to set out in those early stages is building really solid foundations, really solid movement patterns at the base level and then you can start to tick off those those movements as we go through so we were talking about markers like if we get everyone to a a stage where they can you know goblet squat half body weight or whatever it might be or do a certain amount of press-ups or pull-ups and that kind of stuff and they're nice little markers that you can can tick off along the way and it comes back to that focusing on the process, the movements, the exercises and not just that end goal which might be increasing fitness, losing fat, changing body shape
1: Yes it's it's like having those markers, keeping it nice and simple, specific and just, you know, like it's quite satisfying as well from our point of view when we've Mm -hmm. got kind of clients, we go yep, tick that one's done, tick, that one's done and you kind of work down the grid uh, so to speak and then go, yeah, cool, you're ready for the next stage. Let's talk about that. And then it's that whole new kind of um, stage of training where you go, right, this is where we're going to look for, you know, some more overhead stuff or, you know, more progressive or more compound movements. And and you can, again, see that kind of journey take, fold or take place and and then start building you know, stronger and larger foundations. And yeah, it's it's kind of really helpful to have, you know, that kind of those goals kind of small yeah. goalposts in a way. Yeah, absolutely.
0: ones. Absolutely. And I think a lot of PTs, and I was guilty of this definitely in early days, is almost trying to show off to the client and like show all the exercises that you've ever thought of at once. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You chuck everything into yeah. a workout. You just learn five new exercises that week because you're brand new to it and go, oh, wicked, I'm going to put all five of these exercises into everyone's programme, <laughs> whether it's relevant or not um and actually That's
1: you're training new clients like Turkish get up yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly teaching you
0: <laughs> and so this is from more of a trainer point of view is taking a step back and realizing all of this stuff like we talked about the confidence in what we we're talking about at the beginning um people's confidence in the gym setting really solid foundations this is all brand new to them you don't need to race through it And actually teaching someone really good squat form for three or four weeks will pay massive dividends in the long run. And they'll thank you for it far more than you trying to show off um, and just rush them through a load of exercises. Don't think that every Mm -hmm. time, in fact, it's pretty poor programming if every time they come to a session, you're doing something completely different because they've got no chance to adapt to it. They've got no chance to learn the skill um, and actually proper progression. That's how that's how programming should work. Um,
1: that's You're that's, not going to have a. Sorry, man, on, carry on. No, you go, dude. No, I was going to say you're know, you're not going to get a lot of progression, you know, um, just with one hour or two hours a week on one kind of hip, you know, hip hinge or or overhead press. Mm. When you know, if you think about it, the you know, the way we do it as well, the, obviously we're gonna we're gonna like it because we designed it. But yeah, the the way we kind of like you know zero to six weeks, it's all about this, and then you know six onwards, it's about that. Yep. And it's just trying to hammer those kind of, teaching, kind of teaching points in so that it's all safe as well. You know, especially with everyone starting with lockdown, um, sorry, coming out of lockdown now, it's it's a critical time for injuries to really take place. And it's, you know, I've heard all of my friends Monday just going back to the gym, trying to do <laughs> as best they can, like trying, uh, trying to hit those I don't know, I'll try to, I used to be able to bench press 90. Yeah, right. Now I can only do like 40. You're like, <laughs> yeah, okay, that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, it's just having those, yeah, just that safe, progressive style of training. And like you said, it's not showing off in the showboat in front of all your mates down the gym.
0: Yeah, understanding as well from a client. So this is for people, if you're kind of doing your own workouts... There's so many ways that you can vary and progress a workout that's not just adding weight, for example. So you can play around with the tempo of an exercise. And by that, I mean, I'll use squat as an example. If you're counting one second down and one second up in a squat, you can change that and count two seconds down, take a one second pause at the bottom of the rep, and then one second Mm -hmm. on the way back up. So you've doubled the amount of time that that muscle is under load as opposed to just one second up, one second down. So that's completely changed the volume and the intensity of that session and the load that your muscle is under of that session just by changing the tempo of an exercise. Likewise, you can do it with reps, you can do it with sets, you can change the amount of uh, sets and reps that you're doing. Um, you can do it with rest time. You know, if you are got a workout... Say you're doing two exercises back to back that currently takes you 10 minutes to get through with your rest period and you cut 30 seconds off each time you rest. You're then doing the same workload in eight minutes, for example. And so that has increased the intensity of your session because you're doing more work in less time. There's plenty of ways that you can progress without having to jump through all of the exercises really quickly. I had this with a guy yesterday, actually. We've been working together for quite a bit. Um, Good sportsman, strong guy, like strong guy in terms of sport. And we've been working for quite a while on just base strength, pretty much. Um, Movement patterns, core strength, upper body strength, a lot of lower body strength. And we started doing some more sort of lower body power stuff yesterday. Um, Some hip drive, some triple extension kind of thing and we were talking through the movements and he was like going oh this is just like an RDL setup i was like yeah pretty much and that's exactly why we spent all that time doing that stuff at the beginning so that when he gets to moving powerfully and fast he's got that base level of strength and the understanding of the movement to progress um and that how it that's how it works on a continuum that's just because we haven't rushed through anything We've taken our time, um, built a good base of strength, and he understands the movement pattern, and we're now then gonna apply that movement pattern to something else, which is power and speed. But yeah, I mean, in terms of getting back into the gym, it's just, it's that is is kinda take your time with it. There's plenty of ways to progress. Um, There's plenty of of variables in a workout, in an exercise, um, in different exercises, Even, you know, how you load the weight, a split squat, for example, or sorry, I'll use the Mm. squat example again. You could have a kettlebell in a goblet position, so under your chin. You can offset it, so you can take it out onto one arm, off to the side. You can take it in a suitcase position, so as if you're carrying a suitcase down by your side, you can take the kettlebell overhead. That's four or five different ways, just off the top of my head, to load a squat with the same weight. Yeah, All of which will give you different Different stimulus and um, different adaptations. Um, so yeah, take yeah, your time. Overhead is another one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. There's there's so much room to play around with. Nice dude. So there's our that's our return to gym, both mental and kind of the outlook on it, and also the the physical, in terms of the training aspect, and a little bit of what we're doing, basically how we're getting people back into the gym. Um, yeah. yeah one question slash comment and actually we were talking about it this morning and it'll probably take a lot longer than we've got time for today but it was essentially talking about this is around easter it was talking about so there's an awful lot of the fitness industry personal trainers and stuff I try to avoid it all the time but Christmas and Easter you get all these posts saying ah just you know just eat your chocolate just eat your Christmas dinner don't feel guilty about it relax all these other trainers are telling you clean eating and all that kind of stuff I think that's it's a really good message and like yeah just chill out and if you want to eat the cake just eat the cake that kind of message I think it's really good, especially around those special occasions, because for a long time, the fitness industry has been clean eating chicken, broccoli and rice and crack on like that. And the same with mm. exercise has been like super intense or nothing. And actually that sort of messaging of, you know, you can have your cake and, and still get results. Really cool. However, I do. And this was essentially what the question was, was is the kind of the downside to it and actually sometimes having a little bit of discipline around that kind of stuff. Um, it can be quite positive. And that was their statement yeah. is, th- is all this message of uh, be kind to yourself and, you know, you need to take a day off and yeah, you just eat the cake because you've had a tough day. Like how positive is that message? It if, is that message um, Can it get misconstrued and, and yeah, Is it good or bad, basically?
1: Yeah, I mean, what I take away from that is life sometimes is more than just fitness. Mm -hmm. And it's having having that approach of, you know, life is never going to be easy sailing, is it? You're always going to have peaks and Mm drops. And as long as you can keep some form of consistency, Mm -hmm. overall you're going to win, right? Like, if you think about kind of start to finish, As long as you've got a base fitness there, whatever you're going to do, I think having that kind of being able to touch base on and having that approach to food and nutrition as well is only going to be healthy.
0: Yeah. I think that's the the base consistency is the massive key, isn't it? Because you can, you know, if you want to eat cake or you want to eat chocolate, you can go online and you can find a ton of pts a ton of gyms ton of influencers whatever that'll tell you oh you can eat cake and still get results which is brilliant cool that Mm. only works if you are consistent for the other period of time and this is what i mean a lot of the time by saying that actually discipline can give you a lot of freedoms in that if you're like you say there is far more to life than fitness if you're looking after yourself from A exercise point of view from a mindset point of view and a training side of things, that those times where you go, I'm just going to chill out, I'm just going to eat that, I'm just going to do that, Um, I'm going to take a few days off and go on holiday, whatever it might be, that then doesn't have anywhere near the impact as someone that you know is a little bit chaotic with their eating, isn't really training that much, is struggling with their sleep and all of that kind of stuff, and then they look for justification yeah. of, oh, no, I need to give myself some downtime. So I don't think it's necessarily the message. It's how people interpret it and also who picks up on it.
1: Yeah, that's it, isn't it?
0: It's, it's so especially hard. Especially
1: social media is such a big thing.
0: Yeah, uh, it's so hard on social media. And I think this when we write posts, you're because you can't write something that applies to everyone and I think that's the big takeaway a lot of the time and that's what people need to realise is when they're reading this stuff is you need to have a decent understanding of yourself and does that apply and does that affect me you know do okay I read that do I really really need a day off do I really need some downtime and vice versa um do I need a little bit more discipline? Do I need to be a little bit kind of stricter with myself? Um, and that's that's kind of the takeaway for me a lot of the time. Um, I think social media is great. I love it, to be honest. Um, I know it gets a lot of a bad rap. I mean, we put something up yesterday. You know, people complain about, oh, it's all influencers and bad messaging and all that kind of stuff. We put up that video of our friends that are emergency doctors in the NHS yeah. and also in their spare time rowing across the Atlantic. Like, there's plenty of inspiring and good people out there. <laughs> um, it's yeah. just what you look for. And it's that's really it, easy it? to become become your own echo chamber on it.
1: Yeah, that's it, isn't it? How, how and kind of justification of what you want.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, Definitely.
0: It's like go- like when you're ill and you Google stuff, isn't it? And if you, you, you know, as a kid, if you want to be off school and you start Googling your illness, I mean, I don't know. Do we have Google when we were kids? Maybe just Ask Jeeves was still around then, I think. <laughs> Ask Jeeves was yeah. around. I don't know what happened to that. I might search that after. Is hey, Ask Jeeves. Jeeves still a thing? <laughs> um, but yeah, if you start Googling your illness and you want to be ill, you're going to, like, look at all the worst case scenarios and vice versa if you're mm. googling things all the time and you're trying to convince yourself you're not ill, you'll just be like, oh let's see, it's it's just this, it's just this. Um so there's a bit of that confirmation an out- bias.
1: Well it's the amount of times that I mean slightly different, but the amount of times I get sports therapy clients come in and go, Oh yeah, so I've searched this and I think it could be, you know, I've got an issue with my anterior. Okay, it could be that, it could be impact. I'm like Okay, cool. First off, thanks for coming. Second off, like, <laughs> just just chill out there and we do what I'm here for. It's kind of like, I have 16 different symptoms. They all lead to this point. Like, okay, yeah, wow. Well, yeah. It might not be that.
0: And sometimes it's just a simple thing, isn't it? There's that old joke of like so a guy going into the doctors and going, right, hurts here, hurts "I hurts here. Hurts when I poke here. Hurts when I poke here. Hurts when I poke here. And he goes, yeah, you've yeah. got a broken finger. <laughs> rather than rather than looking at oh they've got a bad leg a bad arm bad arm, back chest and stuff like that it's kind of missing the wood for the trees a little bit
1: yeah yeah that's it
0: <laughs> so yeah i think there's a fair bit of that i mean my thing with with social media like i say it's a difficult one because in our own we are within the fitness industry we spend an awful lot of time, like I said previously, outside of work consuming fitness. Um, and so, as Josh said, we sometimes can get caught up in seeing that as the be all and end all a little bit. And actually you have to realize that, I think as a stat the other day, only 10% of the population have got a gym membership. So we're still kind of a pretty, pretty small minority. Um, so a lot of those messages that go out, it's like when government give out nutrition guidelines they are giving out guidelines for the entire population. Yes, they might not apply to you as an individual, especially if you're kind of within the fitness industry or you go to the gym and you work out and stuff like that. bit like BMI. People love to slam BMI and they say, oh, it doesn't work because half the England rugby team are obese. It's like, okay, do you play rugby for England? No. So it might have some relevance, not just on its own, but it can be used as a marker still, it's not complete nonsense. Um, I'm not saying everyone should go around measuring their BMI, but um, it can have some relevance in context. And that's the same way- It's
1: developed for a reason, isn't
0: it? Yeah. And that's the same with that social media messaging is, it has relevance and can be useful in context. So telling someone yeah, you need to chill out, you need to take it easy on yourself, you need to have a takeaway or eat some cake, can be useful to someone that's super strict um, and is worried about their eating and is potentially a little bit bordering on, you know, kind of disordered eating and really focused on clean eating. That can be helpful to someone that is eating dominoes five times a week, not training and not really moving, probably not that helpful.
1: Yeah, and exactly.
0: That's the impossible yeah. situation on social media.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're damned if you do, damned if you
0: don't. Yeah. In some ways. I saw one um, the other day with James Smith. Um, again, I don't agree with everything he does or says, but people kind of calling out his... I mean, he's known for the calorie deficit, isn't he? That's what's that's what he talks yeah. about all the time. Um, or calorie effing des- deficit, as he says all the time. And people saying, oh, shouting calorie deficit at people doesn't help. And it's like, yeah, it might not help everyone. It's also not the only thing he says. And he does have, you know, an academy and a service that he's selling as well. So you've got to understand the, the bigger picture. For a lot of people that didn't understand calorie deficit when it wasn't around, as much or being banded around as much i'm saying it like he invented it but the message wasn't being banded around as much and people were getting tied up with "I can't eat carbs i can't eat fat and stuff like that actually his message to the industry as a whole and to the general population is quite refreshing and can be quite helpful Mm. um yeah yes it's not helpful shouting calorie deficit and an obese person they know they've got to try and eat less but it's a bit more complicated than that Again, it's context, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's it. That's a big message to take away.
0: Nice one. Awesome. Nice. Any other business?
1: Yeah, there there is actually. Um, There was uh, a situation this week at Peak Studios, everyone, that um, my Easter egg lovingly made uh, (laughs) me one of our... (laughs) <laughs> one of our uh, <laughs> awesome members uh, she made rich myself an easter egg mm. uh, cheesecake and i was oh. really looking forward to it and i i had to take um a few days off this week because my nan's um <laughs> not very well and i was looking forward to coming back <laughs> to it and have it yesterday and um grant <laughs> oh well my friend was my
0: friend uh. um
1: yeah just took it and um yeah just just smashed it and uh, it just really upset me <laughs> and then his uh, his defense on the matter was that uh Rich Higgins uh, said that I yeah he could eat it oh, no,
0: I'm, no 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 Amy grateful. Amy told him so, that <laughs> he could eat it Amy told him but it was kind Here of in go. jest it was kind of in jest that Amy said it um yeah. i i mean I was worried I was going to get incriminated because I've got previous history of this when Debs gave us... Yes, you do. Yeah. I ate Josh's Christmas present from a client one year. Yeah, (laughs) My argument there was I got given it kind of... I think it was about two days before Christmas and I think you'd already finished sessions for Christmas. So I was like, well, he's not going to be in the studio for a while. They're just going to end up, like, stale and mouldy in the studio. So I'll just eat them. Um Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's not that I lived like 15
0: minutes away. Oh, Grant, that was despicable behaviour. But Amy, that it was a mini egg cheesecake inside half an Easter egg. Yours was a minstrel one that Grant ate, but oh my God, it was good. I was in the kitchen the other day and Kelly was like chatting to me. She's like, what are you doing? Why are you in the kitchen? She came through and I had like a little a teaspoon and was eating the Easter egg over the sink in the kitchen <laughs> just having a couple of scoops <laughs> it was seriously good I think Amy said she's going to make you some more though has not she yeah, yeah unbelievable yeah. ha- behaviour from Grant That's was close to just... stepping well I mean yeah it's way over the line isn't it
1: well over the line
0: the line's Absolutely a mini corrective. egg to you Grant the line's a mini egg to you <laughs> can't even see it <laughs>
1: No, that's it. But yeah, apart from that, no, um really good week. Apart from that, um, yeah, back into the studio. Um, yeah, really excited to, yeah, crack the whip and, and get everyone healthy and and moving again and socializing. Yeah. I think that's a big thing that I missed. Yeah, that socialization of just going down and just seeing people face to face. Yeah, was brilliant. You know, and uh, we're winding that kind of down slightly, and um, mm. online. But um yeah, so nice to have that face-to-face contact, having a chat, having a laugh, and, um, yeah, training.
0: Yeah, definitely. Socialisation, is that a mm. word? I don't know. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> completely agree. Another benefit of being in uh, a studio is we we can have a bit of that. It's not um, indoor classes, which you can't do at the moment. We've got one-to-one PT and semi-private PT, so... We can run that and be a bit social at the same time. That's it. Awesome. Nice one, dude. And we will catch you next week. Or maybe one on Sunday, actually. But we will definitely catch you next week. Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys.